This is the first half of a conversation about restricting abortion accessibility. We talk about what an abortion is, some of the many harms caused by limiting abortion access, and the health and financial concerns related to pregnancy and parenting that ought to be addressed in policy. I apologize, in this episode, I talk about this topic as if the right to an abortion is currently not federally protected. Unfortunately, it is a right that's already been restricted and under attack, and will continue to be, even if by some fluke, Roe v. Wade isn't overturned. We're going to start out talking about some facts relating to abortion, pregnancy, and maternity. Olivia, why don't you start out with telling everybody what the hell is an abortion to begin with? Because we got a lot of people talking about what it is and everybody is not correct. (laughs) Most people are not freaking correct, man. So abortion is termination of a pregnancy. There are two types of abortion, right? There is an abortion that's caused by taking the abortion pill, which is actually kind of two pills, mifepristone and misoprostol. You can take these pills up to, I think they're effective up to 11 weeks gestation. So just prior to the end of the first First trimester. First trimester, yes. So after that, then you have to have an in-clinic abortion. Yeah, talk about this because people make it sound like you're throwing a person into a logging machine or something. That is what they make it sound like. What it really is, is they go in, they dilate your cervix, and they take a suction tool and they suction out the pregnancy tissue that is in the uterus. It's not a baby. It's a fetus. It is pregnancy tissue. Yes, it's a fetus. It is not a baby until... It's born. If your pregnancy ends in birth, that is having a baby. Right. So the process goes resigote first, mm-hmm. and then an embryo, and then a fetus. If pregnancy ends in birth, that's a baby. Yes. But abortion is not killing a baby. It's not killing a baby, you guys. There's an unfortunate number of babies that actually die, and um, mm-hmm. abortion doesn't have anything to do with it. This is the thing that got me, right? People make it sound like people are waiting until they're fucking 36 weeks along, then they're ready to give birth. I think the president before the one we have now actually says some dumb shit like that. And there are a lot of people out there who believe that, like, oh, they're just waiting and they're, they used to talk about partial birth abortion and that nonsense, that doesn't happen. The thing that a lot of people don't get about late term abortions is that that's a life-saving procedure that's done for the sake of the mother. Everybody cannot carry a pregnancy to term safely. And the earliest point at which a pregnancy is viable outside of the womb is 28 weeks. And I think even at that point, there's a 50% chance that the baby, after it's born, Mm -hmm. will not survive. I read as early as 24 weeks. Okay. But like you said, yes, it's a high probability that the child will not survive. Somebody can be born that early, but they're going to have a lot of issues. It's not going to be a health... um, It's not going to be a healthy birth. I was trying to decide if I wanted to fight with the disabled people or not. Oh. (laughs) All the disabled folks that are born prematurely? A lot of folks who are born prematurely, disabled or not, Mm -hmm. still have medical issues then that they 
don't have later on in life, right? A lot of stuff they can resolve in the NICU. So you're still not healthy at that point. Now you can leave the hospital healthy or turn out to be healthy as you mature, but typically they still need a, a tremendous amount of support. Right. Long lasting disabilities and stuff like that. Or just complications in general, because I think there's physiological and psychological effects that can take place as a result of being born prematurely and, well, having to stay in the NICU. So they've tried to mitigate that as much as possible as we have learned things about mm -hmm. psychological development. Let's get into a few statistics, right? We're going to have these sources in the show we notes. We have a tremendous amount of sources for oh this gosh, episode. Oh my gosh, so many sources. We're both believers and cite your sources because you can't just be out here running your mouth and not really knowing what the fuck, right? Like the Supreme Court justice? Man, <laughs> I, when you get into that, I'm just about to be saying. Apparently, you screaming. can. If you get a law degree, you can say, oh, you know, okay, go you ahead. You can say the fuck you want, clearly. <laughs> but I'm getting these sources from two different, or these facts and figures from two different sources. So, amnesty.org says that one quarter, 25%, guys, of pregnancies end in abortion every year. Juxtapose that to about the same number of first-time pregnancies and then miscarriage. The Guttmacher Institute, yes. which is renowned for abortion and sex education information. Yep, and information on reproductive rights. That's it. 59% of abortions are obtained by people with children. 60% of abortions are obtained by people in their 20s, and 49% of people who obtain abortions live below the poverty line. I was going to go into demographics of race and all that, but I decided it's not important because abortion care is medical care and everyone should have access to it. You got people who pretend like they care about black children by asserting the fact, and so far as I can tell, this is a fact, that black women get abortions at a higher rate. And so there is this claim that, you know, we should be against abortion because so many black babies are being killed. <laughs> I need y'all to stop <laughs> pretending. This is the same crowd who is okay with the police brutalizing us you want to get rid of welfare and social safety nets that is relied on very heavily by black folks and people of color. Because you don't, of systemic discrimination. Yes. You don't want to increase mm -hmm. access to health care. We don't want universal health care. We don't no. want universal free education. Or child care. And I don't want to hear no bullshit about, well, there's Head Start. There are programs. Oh, there's not Head Start everywhere. There's not. There are programs in place, but they're not the best, all right? They're, they're not everywhere. They're not accessible to everybody. And exactly. that's correct. They're not the best. And I just think it's bullshit that you, you want to make it seem like you care about black people then. But after we're born... Fuck us. People less, don't right? want us at their schools. They don't want us in their neighborhoods. They don't want us in their workplaces. Yes, calling the cops on elementary school children. Calling the cops on a black dude just taking his stuff to the recycle bin. Y'all don't give a 
fuck about mm-hmm. black babies. Straight up killing black babies. You uh, you will justify t- black t- murder t- by the police and mm-hmm. then talk about how you care about black babies. Call no. A little, call a little 14 year old boy. Actually, I think Tamir was 12. Was he 12? He was 12. A 12 year old little boy, a man, and justify him getting killed or make excuses. But 12 years ago, he was a little black baby. Couldn't give a shit less. So fuck out of here with all that nonsense. You'll talk about how we're the most violent people in society and then pretend that you care about black babies. No, you don't Miss get that me. pass. Miss me with Absolutely the not. I wanted to talk about maternal death. This is something that in certain circles, people bring it up all the fucking time. When it comes to prenatal care and maternity care in this country, you don't even need to bring abortion up to talk about this, but I think that this is worth including in this discussion. Because if we're going to have more people supposedly carrying pregnancies to term, this is stuff that somebody needs to be thinking about. And it's definitely not the people passing these abortion bans. In 2021, there were 23.8 deaths per 100,000 live births. Let's say that we had 5 million babies born last year. And that's here in the United States, okay? That means almost 1,200 people died giving birth or during pregnancy at some point, right? They had a pregnancy that turned out to be yeah, fatal or for one reason or I think, another. I think they count it up to a year after pregnancy. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah. So if it happened any time postpartum within the 12-month period, they count that as well. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because more often than not, it was related to the pregnancy. And as I say, abortion's yes. actually safer than childbirth, but keep going. So That's a lot of people, though. I've, that's Yes, 1,200 women. They're sacrificable, though. Women are disposable in this country, absolutely. Oh, for sure. I wonder if there's anybody trying to do anything to decrease the maternal death rate. Um, We keep hearing about how we have the highest of any Western nation or developed nation, whatever you want to call it, in the United States. And I have read an article that's just like, we don't know why this number is so high. And it's higher still. Black women are three to four times more likely to die from complications due to pregnancy. And they said women, so I'm saying women, but I'm just going to be inclusive here. Who knows how many people it actually is then if if you expand it to just anybody who can get pregnant. Exactly. So three to four times more likely to die from complications due to childbirth and pregnancy. So you care um, about black babies, women. but not black adult women? Of course not. Okay. As we all know, here in this country, the leading cause of death for pregnant women is homicide. Go figure that. That type of psychology doesn't make sense to me, but I do get it. Mm-mm. People, a lot of these times, it's not necessarily just because a person is pregnant, but that's the final straw. And the person, mm-hmm. for whatever reason... Perhaps the impregnating person does not want this fetus to become a baby or it could be a domestic violence situation. These people are at a higher risk of being murdered and there are people who are willing to take that risk. Like I'm willing to do a whole murder, commit an entire murder just so 
this fetus isn't born. And what are we doing to prevent that? I am not talking about criminalizing that. Obviously, murdering a person is already a crime. But what are we doing to prevent that? What are we doing to stop this from happening, to reduce the instances? The highest cause of death in pregnant women is homicide? This is asinine. Becoming pregnant increases your risk of death caused by homicide. Between the ages of 10 and 44 years, women who are pregnant or have their pregnancy end in the past year are killed at a rate 16% higher than are women who are not pregnant. The fuck is up with that? First off, First that's off- just a disturbing statistic because anybody under the age of 18 ain't a woman. But you said 10. I said as in 10. One zero. I was going to say, let's start there. We have that to protect girl. little girls first. These people passing these bills, they don't want to protect little girls. They think they're doing it by going after trans people. <gasps> what are we doing to lower the instances of murder? Of murder. You, you just think you're doing the instances by banning abortion and you don't even realize you're increasing the chances of people being murdered. How come nobody has tried to reverse engineer the real problem, right? Thank like you. they go, abortion is the problem. So let's start here. No, you got to say what is leading to people getting abortion. What I forgot a statistic earlier. Amnesty.org says that in countries where abortion is more highly regulated or basically banned, more people get it than those who are in countries that don't have super strict bans on it. And it's not a crazy difference. But the thing is, abortion ain't going to stop. What's going to change is how people obtain said abortions and the lives that will be lost as a result of it, not only due to illegal abortions or incorrectly... Incorrectly performed abortions. Incorrectly be performed a lot of home abortions. abortions. Uh huh. But like you said, murder or yes, because people can't obtain it. So they're like, well, shit, I'll just get rid of you. You know, there's going to be a rise in that. And I think like instead of saying we're not going to federally protect because that's what it's saying, right? Your right to an abortion won't be one unless your state says it's okay is my understanding of what they're trying to do. They're not walking the issue back and seeing why people are getting these abortions and how these pregnancies came to be and maybe more quality sex education, things like that might, that's going to really cut down on the abortions, not banning them or restricting them or making them unprotected under federal law. Like that's not going to do it. It is backward though, that a lot of the folks who are anti-abortion are also against sex education in public schools. They're also against children learning about consent, Mm -hmm. information on contraceptives being given to minors. So they are against all of that. Mm -hmm. But then you want to reduce. Would you like to reduce the amount of unwanted children as well by chance? It, It doesn't make sense. No, It is possible to attack this issue from a different angle. And also... Part of it, too, is teaching more people about the importance of consent and trying to reduce the number of folks out here sexually assaulting people. Uh, We Mm -hmm. need to also address that issue. 
But mm-hmm. then we a lot of folks who are anti-abortion. Maybe it's not all it's not a lot of them, but there's a lot of people who don't think that rape happens as much as it actually does or that we- they think women are lying. Women are fucking mm-hmm. liars. So you want us lying ass women to bring a bunch of children into the world? Basically, it's like they are fucking soaking their own house in gasoline, lighting a match, and then complaining about the fireman. Yeah. It's wild. It'd be interesting to know if any of these folks passing these bills are addressing this issue from a different angle, but I assume not. Especially when you look at the states that have been passing these abortion bans prior to Justice Alito's leaked opinion. Yeah. I live in one of those idiot states. Michigan banned abortion in 1931 so we're going back almost 100 years Lord have fucking um at the other end of this after people are born i just wonder what folks are doing about access to medical care prenatal care child care that doesn't matter access to family medical leave right all of mm-hmm. this all of this stuff that we struggle with here in the united states that other westernized societies do very well. A lot of them At don't have these problems us. where mm-hmm. women can take time off of work for months. Some countries, they even allow you a little over a year mm-hmm. with your child. You still get paid. Yes, you're paid. Yes, we're talking about people being paid. So we have a terrible issue in this country. People, first of all, they don't have access to family medical leave. You're shit out of luck if you need to go on bed rest for part of your pregnancy. If you were a working person, now you got to take that much time off of work or quit your job, essentially, right? Because if you got to do bed rest and then you want time home with your baby after birth, that could be upwards of six months. So people who have children know how expensive childcare costs are. You know, if you don't have family members who are available to help you with that, that's going to be an expense that a lot of people can't afford. And mm-hmm. like we already said, people are trying to get rid of social safety nets. We don't want universal health care access so that it's not so fucking expensive to even give birth in the first place. And that's a healthy birth. That's not if you uh, have an emergency or you need extended medical care for several days. Shit, man. Even if you just get a goddamn epidural. I was just on Twitter the other day. It's lady yeah. said they charged her $20,000 for an epidural. That's an epidural. That's just the epidural. That's criminal. They know it is. It's just wild that there's so many aspects to this that people are not thinking about or at least setting something up so that these issues are minimized. Because the reality is abortion is not going to be federally protected. So now we need to be doing all of these other things to prevent people having unsafe abortions, like access to comprehensive sex education, information about family planning. Mm -hmm. And then also on the other end of that, we need to make it easier for people to have safe pregnancies, access to medical care, and then access to child care. And I don't see any of that happening. Like, don't get abortions, but then you don't deserve universal health care. But even more to that, they're taking it too, too far because you got them trying to criminalize fucking miscarriages now. And you still got the idiot people. And yes, you are fucking idiot. 
if you believe that an ectopic pregnancy can be migrated or implanted into the uterus and turn into a viable offspring, that's not how that shit goes. But you have way too many people who are lawmakers saying this dumb shit. (laughs) Criminalizing a miscarriage? What do you want? Like most women trying to reproduce behind bars? Because a lot of people miscarry, like some people miscarry, you know, before they've ever had children. A lot of people, especially like when you have lots and lots of children, miscarriages. You're having miscarriages in between. Miscarriage is just an abortion by nature because nature says, nope, this fetus is not viable with life. And there's a lot of different things that can influence that um that's true sometimes there's nothing that right it just that's asinine it really is and it just makes you just shake your fucking head at the people who are supposed to know better and clearly don't you're you're ruling on and you're making laws about something that you don't get and i'm sorry but if you don't understand, you need to educate yourself before you go around telling everybody what they can and cannot do with their own goddamn bodies. Yeah. A lot of our legislators are people who don't have uteruses. And a lot of people are conservative, too. And I'm sorry. I mean, not not that like liberals have a greater understanding of anatomy. But you know what? Sometimes when you listen to some of these conservative legislators speak, you would sure think that because some of these folks do not understand how the reproductive system works. Most of them don't. And it shows. This is a very bold assertion to make, but I am actually going to claim that uh, most people, no matter what their political affiliation is, don't understand reproductive anatomy. I would agree with that. For the male or female system. I don't think people understand it. That's problem number one. We got people making laws about a matter that they do not even understand. And I mean, we'll get into the Supreme Court opinion, but I'm going to just say now, one of the bullshit things that Justice Alito said, maybe I misread it. Y'all, please, you know, you know where we're at if you need to call us out ever. But he was talking about how banning abortion or restricting abortions is not inherently discriminatory toward women. How the fuck you figure? I don't know how you figure, but it's inherently discriminatory toward folks with uteruses. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think there's an equivalent way to discriminate against people without them. And especially when you think about the other ways in which there is already uh, not the same reproductive freedoms granted to women that men have. Like, this is inherently discriminatory. Just asserting that it's not doesn't mean shit, especially when you consider all the things that we just talked about. Man. Becoming pregnant increases your risk of being murdered? Get out. I wanted to talk about this belief that fetuses have the right to life. Let's talk about this. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, um, this is an anti-choice argument where folks value fetuses' rights, which they don't even have any. I'm going to just say that. But they value fetuses' rights over adults' rights or people who are uh, living outside of wombs. Their rights are not valued equally. You are granting fetuses' rights that no other people have. How do fetuses get special rights? And people say, oh, because they can't live outside the uterus or they can't live without a womb. And it's like, so what? There are a lot of people who can't live without X. 
they need another organ, another heart, kidney, liver, a lung. Mm-hmm. They need a blood transfusion, and they got a rare blood type. Whatever the case is, they need somebody too. You can't just grab the first person they name and be like, no, "Oh, we're can't. gonna, yeah, your liver's gone." This and you only- person is dying, and so <laughs> they need your liver because you're compatible. So, unfortunately for you, you might not want to give it up, but they need it. I was listening to a lawyer talk about this, and she brought up a really good point. Corpses have greater bodily autonomy than living people with uteruses, given the ban on abortion. Because in order for someone to have access to my organs when I'm dead, I have to have given that permission when I was a living person. For people who are living with uteruses, you don't have that autonomy. And I think it's silly to say, well, okay, you gave that permission when you started having sex or something, which is stupid because consent to sex is not consent to pregnancy. (laughs) No, let's not act like all pregnancies come from consensual sex anyway. That's like saying, hey, I get into a car every day, so I'm consenting into getting into a car accident, right? Like you understand that the possibility exists, but you're not expecting it. You are not expecting it. And a lot of people are, they will do things to avoid it and it will still happen. Right. So I like that analogy. I didn't come up with that. It's deeply disturbing to me, too, because as I brought up just a few minutes ago, women already don't have the autonomy that men have. If you want a sterilization procedure as a woman, whether you want a tubal ligation or a hysterectomy, and there's there's one other procedure. I can't think of the name the, of it. But it's sure process. Yeah. So, but you need the consent of your husband. And mm-hmm. if you don't have one, well, you never know. You never know. Well, you know, you wait until you get a husband. People who are lesbians Enrages me. come up against this. Like, they don't even mm-hmm. have husbands. They're not going to have husbands. And they can't get these procedures. And somebody might ask, why do you need it then if you're a lesbian? But It's your choice, though. It's your body. It should be your choice. The only exception to this, of course, I think we talked about this forever ago in our first eugenics episode, but... If you're a disabled woman, well, like mm-hmm. they, they've been waiting for you to ask Man, to get like I told you, sterilized. They were hoping friend, you would ask. Yes. Oh, you're not married. You're yep. not even 18 yet. Let's go. She wanted to get it. She encountered no resistance. They're like, well, absolutely. Well, no, they've sterilized disabled children prior to them even menstruating. Right. I know somebody who they actually recommended her to be sterilized when she My was My parents teenager. were told to have me sterilized. Hey, that's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. So we're giving fetuses more rights than pregnant people. Than or the people, bodies people they're inhabiting. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes me so angry. Yeah. You don't get automatic rights to somebody else's organs. Like, yeah, you have the right to life, but you don't have the right to use my organs in order to continue living. No. And that's the thing. Uh, I'm sorry. This is going to piss some people off. But fetuses are essentially parasites. And Here's why, though, if your body doesn't have or if you're not intaking the nutrients that it needs, it will take from your body. People get calcium deficient. I know someone personally. They lost teeth. They lost their teeth. Mm -hmm. Actually, I know a few people personally. And I'm sure this happens to a lot of people. Like if you don't have access to proper prenatal care. 
mm-hmm. this can happen to you. But even still, like it can happen too, because I know someone, and I'm sure this happens to a lot of people, but they had poor appetite. So they were definitely having to struggle to make sure they got the proper nutrients. Mm-hmm. Right? That's scary. That's scary when somebody has poor appetite and they're pregnant. And so they can definitely be at risk for nutrient deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Or the people with hyperemesis, when they can't keep anything down and they have to be hospitalized. Not too long ago, people were dying because of that. Honestly, I want to say within the last century, probably mid to late 1900s is when they started to be able to regulate that. But before, if you if you couldn't keep anything down because of your pregnancy, yeah, you fatal. were just going to die. There's no medical professionals weighing in on lawmakers passing these bans and restrictions and they're not doing their job or they're not being listened to probably more likely or they're not being honest because i'm sure there's medical professionals who are against abortion but you must recognize that it's a life-saving procedure for people but it's interesting too that even like legal professionals don't think about the homicide rate of pregnant women and um there's not people talking about what are we going to do for people now. Ready for the Supreme Court opinion? Let's go. Let's get into this. Okay, so first of all, I will admit, I did not read this whole thing. This bitch is 98 pages, and you can do a whole podcast. I'm not talking about a whole episode. You could do a whole damn podcast on the bullshit in this opinion. Or I guess not necessarily just the bullshit, but the opinion in general. But the bullshit alone. I took some notes from the first i don't know i think i read the first like 25 pages of this thing Go you. and wow they cite so much case law i would love to know how many pages it would be if you took out all the case law citations <laughs> it makes it really clunky to read i mean that's any court opinion not just this one so this was the draft by justice samuel alito and it was like this overturns federal constitutional protections of abortion rights. One of the things he said, and I don't know what was the first page of this thing, it was the first page or two. One of the things he said is that a human person comes into being at conception. I will say, as someone who has studied philosophy, personhood is something that is looked at from several different angles, right? You can look at personhood legally, metaphysically physically or morally and also just because someone is a human being doesn't mean that they're a person when we talk about someone existing physically and i think a fetus i mean you can say that that's a human being but that's definitely not a person especially when you think about legally they are not counted as people legally and i'm talking about outside of these stupid abortion laws i'm not That's the only time they count as people. Yeah, that's the only time they count as people. Any other time they don't, because we already said Mm -hmm. fetuses are being granted special rights that no person has. Mm -hmm. No person has the right to your body without your consent. Other people would be criminalized for that. A fetus, well, no. Um, So I would say that legally we're not considering them a person. Or maybe women aren't people. Or incubators. Human being, I think you can sell me on that. Not me. 
the well, a human at, being, at yes. some point in gestation, that's a human being, but not a person. See, yes? I did not study philosophy. I took a philosophy class. Yeah, I took philosophy two. and I took medical ethics. Okay, so I would give more credence to your perspective here. Well, a human being, just in case you were curious, is, uh, let's say, someone who has the biological characteristics of a homo sapien. Homo sapien sapien, for the people who want that. Homo sapien sapien. According to certain views, personhood comes along with legal rights and responsibilities and moral duties. So the biology or physical characteristics of our species isn't enough on its own to make someone a person. For my uneducated opinion, personhood begins once you are born, not while you're in utero. I agree with that. In the most strictest sense, yes, it is the beginnings of a human being because it's not once it's born, it's not going to turn into an elephant, right? It's going to grow up into a person provided it survives. But it's the origin. It's not a person. It's, I'm a, it's the by essence that. of a human being, but it's He's not a person. He's calling it a human person. At conception, you are not a person. You are cells. If a person were to deliver a fetus at 14 weeks gestation, it would not survive. There is no medical way possible it can survive outside of the womb having been gestated to 14 weeks. So therefore, is it truly alive? And I say no. So is it living tissue? Sure. Well, it was until it isn't. Well, it's in utero and it's still growing or whatever. Sure, it's living tissue. If it's expelled at 14 weeks. That's a miscarriage. That's a miscarriage. Or abortion. I mean, there are times where people do have to deliver fetuses preterm, deliver non-viable pregnancies and stillbirths and things of that nature. There's so many things that their average everyday person does not know and you won't know unless or until you or someone that you are close with and who trusts you to share that information with. You won't know until it happens. Well, and I will say part of my job is helping with breeding dogs. Mm-hmm. And I've interacted with death more in this chapter of my life than I ever have before because I am helping create life. And Mother Nature is not always kind. Okay, here's a quote. I'm going to start reading some things that this guy wrote. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. That provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. (laughs) Y'all... What's happening right now? (laughs) This person is making shit up. One, I had to think about fundamental rights that we have that are not granted in the Constitution. So I did some research because I was like, there's some, but I can't think of any. So, yeah, one of them is marriage equality. And people associate that with same-sex marriage now. But at one time, it uh, was associated with interracial marriages. Loving v. Virginia. 
and religion as well, actually. I did a whole project on this. And what it says is you cannot be forced into a marriage or a relationship because or in spite of. Basically, no one can force you to marry another Christian because you're a Christian. And no one can force you not to marry a Muslim if you're a Christian. States can't forbid it. I would also argue that there's not marriage equality for everyone. No. There's not marriage equality for disabled people. Not at all. When you think about the fact that a lot of us have to rely on government assistance and there are income caps on households that can qualify for government assistance. Mm -hmm. So some disabled couples, a lot of disabled couples don't marry so that they aren't penalized for... (laughs) Yeah, so that they can live and not be penalized for hitting those income caps or exceeding those. So mm-hmm. there's not marriage equality for everybody. I'm just throwing that out there. But um, marriage equality is one of the fundamental rights that has been argued to be implicitly provided for in the Constitution. Another is the fundamental right for intimate relations between consenting adults, including adults of the same sex, because... A lot of same-sex relations were illegal and criminalized here in this country. Makes no damn sense. And when you talk about how rights have to be rooted in our history and tradition, historically... We got a fucked up tradition. We've criminalized Mm -hmm. same-sex relationships. Interracial relationships. And forbidden marriage equality. At one time it was illegal for white and black people to even marry. Pre-1967, people were peeping in windows of suspected people that they were sure were having, Mm -hmm. in this case, interracial relationships, marriage or sex or whatever. So that was legal. It was legal to call the cops on somebody you suspected having an interracial affair. That's the history of this country. Never mind genocide. Oh, yeah. People have also argued that we have the fundamental right to contraception, right? When people talk about the right to privacy, essentially your right to your own body. (laughs) For America to be so free, it sure has a lot of Mm -hmm. not free shit going on. It's disturbing to write that fundamental rights need to be rooted in tradition and history. Um, Now, someone claimed (laughs) in this article I read, It was talking about how conservatives were claiming that the court wouldn't overrule those other precedents because those other precedents are politically popular. That is not an argument. Abortion is approved by 70 percent of the population. And um, here we are. And here we are. So the argument of political popularity is entirely meaningless. And also... Just because something is in favor by the majority doesn't mean that it is going to be legal. And also, just thinking about that makes it really scary to know that a minority actually can take the rights that we just talked about away. And they might, especially when you talk about the fundamental right to contraception. We're going to talk about it a little little bit more when we get into the justice's religiosity. This is Intersectional Insights. If you like our content, leave us a rating or review to help the podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have any comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can email us, intersectionalinsights at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening.